The Security Box, Podcast 57, The Name Game of Ransomware Gangs, Windows Update, and CSAM and Apple Products. Recorded Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Welcome to the Security Box Podcast 57. We have three topics for you today, and I hope that you enjoy them. The first topic for this podcast will be talking about the main theme of the ransomware games we have out there. The second topic, which was totally forgotten, is of course Windows Update and what is happening with that operating system. Finally, probably the most controversial topic we have to date, Apple and how they're handling the images that people may have that are backed up into iCloud that deal with children and the potential of abusive images of a sexual nature. We will also have news notes and commentary as well buckle up as you don't know what'll happen with these topics the program may contain adult content and listener discretion is advised The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Let's see where my customer list is while I'm waiting for potential customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. 
at the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files, files from the library, the library, the library maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Ninety-eight point six, the mix, the independent artist ch- channel, the security box. This is podcast number fifty-seven, broadcasted on August eighteenth, two thousand and eleven. I am Jared Reimer. Hope uh, each and every one of you are having a good day. It's a cloudy day, rainy here in Southern California. Thirty-one percent chance of rain. And apparently, it's going to last through tomorrow, so we'll figure it out. Well, folks, just to remind people, we've got three topics today. And if you're listening on the podcast, you knew about each and every one of them. There may be some adult content. Um in this show for sure you know the occasional swear word I let it go but this show is definitely going to have a little bit of adult content in it Uh, one of the topics we are actually going to talk about is a topic that I actually heard on security now Uh, it's called CSAM and uh We're going to define it and what it means and talk about what Apple is doing later. We have the Windows Update Ordeal. 
But first, I think it's a very interesting topic that we talk about the name game being a distraction. I call this the name game is a distraction. And uh, before I get started, let me give out some contact information that you can use. The telephone number is 818-921-4976 here at the Network Studios. And uh, we will take phone calls live. And if one person's on live, then text me and let me know you want to be on and I will call you right in. Email or iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. So why is the uh, name game a distraction? this saying here this is uh, not a rerun the show is actually on right now so let's talk about the uh, article now uh, dealing with the name game being a distraction I'm just getting text messaged here by somebody. So, uh, the article title by Krebs on Security is titled Ransomware Gangs and the name game distraction and I honestly thought it is something we should talk about and we know through the years that the gangs have changed names oh did I make a mistake Uh, I guess I I'm, I may have okay all right. Um, we know through the years that the gangs have changed names a few times, especially if they have gotten bad publicity. And and the article covers a lot of older names that maybe some of you have never heard of. So, I thought this would be kind of interesting to talk about. And, uh, we'll see where this goes. 
On a recent podcast of this very program, we talked about Dark Side disbanding. And we also talked about Re-Evil, or Revil, R-E... I've seen it in both instances, R-E-Evil or R-Evil. So I don't really know how to write this, because I've seen it in both, both contexts. And both of them went down, too. Because of the pressure they caused themselves to get paid. But that's not all. A quote in the article says, Reinvention is a basic survival skill in the cybercrime business. Among the oldest tricks in the book is to fake one's demise or retirement and invent a new identity. A key goal of of such subterfuge is to throw investigators off the scent or to temporarily direct their attention elsewhere. Cyber criminal syndicates also perform similar disappearing acts whenever it suits them. These organizational reboots are an opportunity for ransomware program leaders to set new ground rules for their members, such as which types of victims aren't allowed, e.g. hospitals, governments, critical infrastructure, or how much of a ransom payment an affiliate should expect for bringing the group access to a new victim network. Brian writes, I put together the above graph, a graphic to illustrate some of the more notable ransom gang reinventions over the past five years. What it doesn't show is what we already know about the cyber criminals behind many of the seemingly desperate ransomware groups, some of whom were pioneers in the ransomware space almost a decade ago. Okay? I didn't write and talk about every single one of them from this article. But I do put some highlights in this uh, in this talk. Now again, you can contact me at 818-921-4976 if something catches your eye. He says, we'll explore that in the latter half of this story. Which... There are a lot of, uh, of different names. And as I said, there are a lot of people who are going to be hearing this probably for the first time, maybe. And they may not know who these uh, guys are.
So, one of the paragraphs talks about Dark Side, of course, the Colonial Pipeline, and how Colonial Pipeline paid a $5 million ransom only to have $2.4 million of it recovered. And we know Podcast 55 of this program that security now confirmed that this group is definitely black matter because of the crypto they use is known through black matter and what dark side did so dark side could have had corporations of both what revil and dark side but if you listen to Program 55, we talk about it, and if you listen to Security Now on a regular basis, which I will be trying to do more of, because it is very valuable in this work that I do, uh, we uh, will give you any news or highlights from it where applicable. I forget, was that 828 or 829 of Security Now? I forget. What makes this interesting is a long-time gang that disbanded years ago, ago called Gand Crab, G-A-N-D Crab. They extorted two million dollars before folding in 2019, and even said that you can do it and not get arrested. And they have a point. And they boasted about this fact. And the reason why you don't get arrested is because you're outside the United States and you know that the laws in those countries are lackluster at best. Um, Especially if you're in Russia. The president there has made it known, he said... I'm not going to arrest my citizens when they've done nothing wrong. I'm not going to have my citizens arrested if they've uh, when when they've done nothing wrong. We talked about that on this program too. Another gang, Cerber, spelled C-E-R-B-E-R, also stopped operating around the same time Gancrab stopped operating. If you've read the various security blogs and listened to the tech podcast long enough, you'll know about a group called TA505. This group had notices out by CISA talking about their TTPs, which have been known in various gangs like Doppelpammer, and BitPamer, which have also been around for years. After those two, it was known as Grief, which I knew nothing about. That's new to me. And as you can see, in the security industry, they already know. So the security industry knows 
who these groups are. And I write that I just wish they can be arrested and charged if appropriate. The problem is, is we don't have good cyber law anywhere. Uh, and, and the other problem is, is that, you know, a lot of the crime is not happening here in the United States. Although there is probably crime that does occur in the United States every day. U.S. authorities, once alerted to it, will do the appropriate thing and investigate and take action on those that have violated the law. Whatever that law is. But what do we do about those people outside the United States? I mean, I know that some people in the United Kingdom have gotten arrested. We'll talk about that in news notes later. And some other countries have had people arrested. But it seems like the two places that we don't see anybody arrested, to my recollective knowledge, are Russia and China. They've been causing havoc for way too long, I write. And the name change we're talking about means nothing. TA-505 was also known as Evil Corp. (coughs) But they were also called Indrik Spider as well. I'm not familiar with those two names, Evil Corp or Indrick Spider. As you can see, these name means absolute names mean absolutely nothing, but they distract the user on what they've learned and what they need to do to keep themselves safe. One of the biggest banking problems that we ever had through the years is called Zeus. It was also called Gang Over over Zeus. Or was it Gam? I'm I'm a little unclear, but it's either Game Over Zeus or Gam Over Zeus. It was called the Zeus Botnet and it, if I remember correctly and right, targeted banks and stole data to log into banks. I never heard of the Business Club, which was their first name, but they were part of this mess <coughs> back in the second decade of 2000. And if you think that we've got problems, we do. Because before we talked, before I really started the security box, we had talked on the technology podcast about Crypto Locker. And it was also a big player, too. Crypto Locker basically locked your files. And uh, if I remember correctly, it locked your files and. Um, 
caused a, a, a bunch of havoc. The, uh, you could look up a lot of these names. And if, I'm, if I need to be corrected, please let me know. There are more names we covered through the years on the Tech Podcast. Links and other information will be provided in the show notes and linked within the article itself. As I said, there were lots of, of, of uh, names that I didn't write here. But I thought that some of these would just be enough. I mean, I could have written, written this and this could have been probably the main topic alone. But as you can tell, there are a lot of names that that uh, have been around for many, many years. And they practically all do the same thing. So, you're welcome to give me a call and we can chat about this. I know that if you're on the Security Box email list, uh, you read this article, so I am curious to hear what people have to think, have to say about it. And my number again is 818-921-4976. Call me right now and let me know what is on your mind. I do remember a lot of the names that were mentioned in that article. And uh, it is definitely uh, something that we are not proud of in this industry because you think if they shut them down that they would just go away. But if they don't get arrested, then they can continue to do whatever they want. So, I think we need to start figuring out how to get a lot of these guys in in this indus in this industry that are doing wrong arrested, and that would at least slow it down. It's not going to completely stop it, I don't think. So. That is where we are. I thought this would be a great topic to uh, discuss. And if you're on the Security Box's email list, then uh, you can do that. I can also be contacted if you've got Twitter through the Mix's uh, Twitter feed at 986TheMix. I'll monitor that. And... Um, I can communicate with you that way. You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer. Hope each and every one of you are enjoying the program. Now... Since we do not have any comments, 
coming in. Maybe you want to think about it and you'll comment on it later. That's fine. Let's go ahead and hear some commentary before we continue with our second topic. I call this commentary from prior podcasts. I said, listen up. It's commentary time from around the landscape. All comments this time come from WhatsApp and our comments from podcast 56. It covers various aspects of the topic dealing with the grades of the government as well as a news notes item and diatribe on said item. And we'll cover any loose ends. And the total length of comments is 11 minutes. So... Let's go ahead and play our comments. The Security Box with Jerry What the fuck am I hearing? Social security should have an A. And food? God, just knowing that they only have a C (laughs) is pretty scary. Because they're supposed to to, to, to to be on top of our food supply. What the fuck? Huh. Oh, holy... Sh- no A's in there, by the way. <laughs> Homeland Security's a B? No. And... If we are, well, then they need to fix all of that shit. Because it is not acceptable for Homeland Security to have a B, or food to have a C, and Social Security to have a D? Hell no. Like, that, that is not cool. And all of those four, by the way, that you just mentioned are part of that table you're talking about on the broadcast. Uh, (laughs) that is not acceptable for either one of them. Hello? Seriously, man. 
We need an overhaul of the entire fucking government. Okay, now that is not okay with me. Seriously, the government needs patched software more than the individual person or, or you know, or, you know, the, the individual person or the uh, corporation. The government needs top-notch everything. What the hell is this shit? Come on. Fucking A. SSI fucked up? No. I'm pissed. Okay, two-factor authentication. It's supposed to mean something, is it not? I think so. But it's bullshit. <laughs> because what the hell are we get having protected if the social security, for example, uh, does not protect our information? I don't... I, I, I'm like I'm I'm fucking beside myself for God's sakes. Like what the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> oh my God. My God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is insane. I guess you really can't trust nobody these days. And I don't give a shit how often you deal with people or agencies. You cannot trust nobody because nobody honors the two-factor authentication. It's just up there for show and that really pisses me off. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Oh, and one more thing about this fucking issue about SSI fucking up. Guess what? I'm sorry. But, like, uh, no. Like, uh, this is not appropriate for them not to have security. What the hell? I'm sorry, what the fuck are they doing to, to protect ourselves? Absolutely nothing? Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm really pissed off about this whole thing.
just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Nobody should have a C or D. We should all be in A. And there shouldn't be this kind of wiggle room with social security. I'm sorry. It should be A or F on the scale, period. I do not care about the middle grades. This is this is unacceptable. Holy fucking shit. Goodbye. I have a question about this update shit. <laughs> um Everything asks for an update to keep you secure. The top agencies need the type, uh, the same type of security. I don't give a fuck how much it costs or how difficult it is to hit the update now thing on the computer. Our personal information needs to be kept secure no matter how much it costs or how difficult it is to maintain secure. There are, there, there, there's no fucking excuse for this shit. I'm sorry. If I run outdated software, okay, so what? I might not update it right away. But it is, get, it gets more dangerous, the, uh, widely known and used agencies to do the same thing. Like, seriously, what the fuck? There's no excuse for these agencies to have lax security. Okay, that <laughs> privacy thing. There's no excuse to not have privacy, and I think that all hospital staff should be allowed, uh, not allowed, maybe allowed's not the word, but they should be educated on HIPAA, um, and have guidelines to only give out, uh, health information to relatives or, um, yeah, just relatives, because uh, a lot of hospitals don't even know their own HIPAA guidelines, and that's not that's not okay. Um, but the last place anybody should be talking about important shit is on a phone line. Because you cannot trust anybody to keep anything quiet anymore. We're all entitled to privacy, but nobody gives a fuck about that. Like, I'm sorry, but no. Having, having a mobile number and this and that to communicate with someone that you trust, that's, that's, that's a, uh, that's a privilege, and, um, if, um, 
if I were to get that for someone who normally doesn't give out their their information to anyone, then I would not abuse it. And especially the medical shit. Most of the hospitals that I've dealt with in the past are like, what relation are you to the patient? Before they give me patient information. But for them to spit out and say so-and-so's here without confirming a relationship, then there's a problem, folks. Answers? Sweetheart, you want answers? Guess what? People need to grow some common sense. But, I don't know, I, I, I have to wonder why the hell... I mean, you, you would assume that the older the person is, the more common sense they have, and the more they would realize that certain uh, things they do uh, pose a level, a level of uh, danger to their own existence. But you can't give people common sense. You either have it or you don't have it. And these people that uh, disclose too much shit anywhere in any medium um, seem to not have any common sense. There's nothing you can do about that. Okay. What a lot of uh, comments we got, and we appreciate them all. Let's talk a little bit about two-factor a minute. So, the reason why we are using two-factor is because it is supposed to make it difficult for someone who may guess your password to just gain access to your account. They need either an application or the SMS code, the the text message code given to them. But all of this becomes mute If you gain administrative access to the system, the admin account, once you're in there and you have multiple accounts, you can access them without having two-factor. And I'm either... I'm a little unclear whether that's the way it's designed or if that needs to be fixed. Where even the admin account needs two-factor. So I I will stop there at that. But what happened with Twitter? When we started this program, we we talked about the hack 
the coordinated hack of Twitter where they only targeted certain accounts and we're sh- and we were sure at least from what we've read that the accounts especially those that belong to high prominent figures like the president at the time Donald Trump no I'm not I'm not I mean I'm I'm just saying at that time he was president and the actors accessed his account and I'm sure that the people advised him to turn on two factor and he probably did we don't know that to be the case but for for the discussion of what two factor is if somebody had tried to access Donald J Trump's account the traditional way and they somehow guessed his password they would have been stopped right there by asking for a two-factor code. But in, in the administrator mode, it doesn't matter because you're logged in as an admin, you can access any account you need. If I need more clarification or I didn't understand the question, please call and ask again, and we will try again. And yes, I went on a diatribe about this whole ordeal of people uh, giving out personal information that they were trusted with. And... uh, it became a uh, problem. Uh, what else was... T- um, yes, I want answers. I want answers on why you know, we are still... Uh, and I get it. I, I guess it's, it's human nature that people are just going to do whatever they're going to do. And um, the person in question learned real quick that those people were not to be trusted and one should have been dealt with in a prior incident that was phone line related that didn't have anything to do with personal information being given out. So... That is where we are. Did I miss anything? Call and let me know if I missed anything in those comments before we move on to our next topic and maybe what I'll do is I will play a track uh, before we move on to our next topic which uh, looks to be Windows Update 
if I remember correctly. It is Patch Tuesday. So I was right. So, uh, seeing how we do have other topics to get to, let's find a song and allow you to take a break. Let's play Let's play The Creeps from the 2005 album Captain Freak. This is the vocal version. And uh, I think it's appropriate for our third topic, but we'll play the track in full. We'll play the vocal version. And when we come back, we'll talk about Windows Updates. I'm Jared Reimer. This is the Security Box, podcast number 57 and broadcast 57 for August 18th, 2021.
98.6 The Mix, the independent artist spotlight channel where we spotlight independent artists, play independent artists, and have two independent artist shows. I'm Jared Reimer. This is the Security Box Podcast number 57, broadcasted on August 18th, and we're broadcasting right now The Creeps. And it actually fits our third topic. Uh, This is Crimson Faced, and it came from the 2005 album Captain Freak. The the guy's name is Michael Trapp, and he is under the alien Mikey T and Crimson Faced on Magnatune at M-A-G-N-A-T-U-N-E.com. So, Patch Tuesday is uh, come and gone. That was last Tuesday, and of course we've got the two articles. And it was actually a quiet month this month for Microsoft in Redmond, Washington. Both Krebs on Security and Trend Micro say that Microsoft had a quiet month this month, and only 44 patches Eight of these were submitted as part of the Zero Day Initiative project from Trend Micro. Seven of these are critical, while the rest are important. Three of the patches come through or um, the print spooler bug set. I think I meant our here, our print spooler bug set, which may affect those who use the print function a certain way. The three additional bugs could allow for privilege escalation or remote code execution, according to Trend's article. The CVE for the most notable problems is CVE 2000. 213693 There are other CVEs that are that are uh, mentioned in in uh, a whole timeline that we'll talk about a little bit later Petit Potam is not affecting most individuals but according to security now this does affect those who are in the business world using something called LSA. That CVE is CVE 2021-36942. If you use Edge, Chrome was patched and Microsoft updated you even though it isn't a Microsoft bug. Other uh, notables include uh, Windows TCP IP the Windows graphic components, the scripting engine, and the remote uh, desktop client. Word, Excel, and other products may also have been updated where applicable. Both articles are linked within the show notes, so choose uh, which one you want to read and apply the necessary patches where applicable. 
Um, so. Space. You, November 13th, space. Take photo, but text field is editing, space. Insertion. That is Windows update. Six. Cat Y, space, U, C, A, A, A. L L E D space call M Y space dot cap O O G L E space dot zip cap O I C E cap space voice dot ring A one A hyphen dot ring nine two one hyphen dot so I'm just sending a text message over to Michael. And we hope that each and everyone is enjoying the program. We. Didn't have a whole lot in regards to Windows Update, um, which is good because uh, it is definitely something we need to be aware of, and I covered everything the best that I could, and um, there are probably other patches that I did not cover that you might need to be aware of. So it is a short topic with Windows Update today, but I hope that the update that I provided you will give you uh, some awareness of what is going on in the landscape. So with that being said, I played the creeps for a very specific reason on today's internet radio program of the Security Box, sponsored by the Jared Reimer Network. A program that's on the independent channel as part of 98.6 The Mix's independent artist channels programming set. The next topic is CSAM, Apple, other companies, and what they're doing And CSAM, otherwise known as CSAM, is defined as child sexual abuse material and should not be confused with any other CSAM definitions found on Wikipedia or other sources on the internet within this context and discussion. Uh, the security box email list blew up with this with three different articles, two from Michael in Tennessee, one from CyberScoop from me. Security now number 831 covers Steve's take on CSAM and uh, there are some things that are not mentioned in the articles that I highlight as part of this discussion and what we're going to do is I'm going to allow one call in and if you want to be called I need to know if anybody else wants to be part of the discussion by sending me a text message I made uh my text messaging uh, of, of available. 
So you can text me at 804-442-6975. And make sure you uh, leave me a number that you want me to call. That'll make it a lot easier, okay? And we'll add you to the call. The article we're going to take from came from Ars Technica, and two of the articles were Ars Technica related. And there are two other articles that I've read, and they're on the tech blog. And I did cover this. Um, I did cover this in my own article on the blog. This particular article is titled, Apple says it will refuse GOVT demands to expand photo scanning beyond CSAM. And was the best one according to someone I asked, and that someone was Michael in Tennessee. The quote says that Apple will refuse any such demands Apple's CSAM detection capability is built solely to detect known CSAM images stored in iCloud photos that have been identified by experts at NCMEC National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and other child safety groups. We have faced demands to build and deploy government-mandated changes that degrade the privacy of users before and have steadfastly refused those demands. We will continue to refuse them in the future. Let us be clear, they write. This technology is limited to detecting CSAM stored in iCloud and we will not exceed to any government's request to expand it. Furthermore, Apple conducts human review before making a report to NCMEC. In a case where the system flags photos that do not match known CSAM images, they write, the account would not be disabled and no report would be filed to NCMEC. And it's a quote, and it was quoted directly from Apple, and unless otherwise noted, we should at least listen and see what happens. And I, and, and I get it. Some of the big tech names in the industry, including Bruce Schneier, who wrote a book on cryptography, has said, if Apple 
wants to, and they have been, and they cave to the demands of any government of anywhere around the world, it can be changed. And they, right, we're scared. And right now, this isn't even released. This is the you know, iOS 15 and the Mac that this will be a part of. The, the version of the Mac operating system hasn't been released yet and is planned to be released in the fall. So there is time to speculate and I completely understand it. But I think for me, it's a little too soon to do. They're the most secure company and I'm sure that they thought this through and out very clearly, I write. They don't want all of the images. There is no way that that's going to happen. And the article talks about the fact Apple could change it if they wish. And we do know this will roll out with iOS version 15 and the update to the Mac which is all going to be updated this fall. If you don't store photos in iCloud, you aren't impacted. So if you turn off the backup to uh, photos to iCloud option, you are not impacted by this change. So if you don't want to worry about it, then turn your iCloud photo backup off. The images and their hashes are taken directly from NCMEC's database of known images and there is a threshold that must be met. Okay, there must be a threshold. We don't know that threshold, but there is a threshold that must be met according to the article's read and understanding from Security Now. I really urge each and every one of you to listen to Security Now episode 831 if you really want to hear a security expert's take on this and Steve actually has some very interesting thoughts and as I write no, uh, what none of the articles mention are several different things of importance they are there are notifications letting children who take sexual pictures know that this may not be the best idea especially if it may match an image in the database. So they're trying to get children to understand that taking pictures and sending them is probably not a good idea. Parents and or guardians are only notified if a child under the age of 12 decides to share the image of anyone. Now, ships have sailed. Take my money. Inside the sound. The mix BT. Three, 
Okay. So, if they take a picture of themselves and they send it to a potential mate, then the parent would be notified of this. Now, would I agree with this? I'm not completely 100% sure. In a way, uh, this can be turned off by a parent if they don't want to be bothered. But again, it's only 12 and under. Children 13 to 17 are not subject to the notification of parents or guardians since they are possibly old enough to understand what types of pictures to send through iMessage. Now, maybe some children will just do it. Um, you know, they're interested in somebody and they said, you know, take a picture of it. I'd be interested to know what it looks like, but I can't see what it looks like. That's not the pur purpose of this program, but just mentioning it. Um, but I definitely wouldn't send any of that over messages of any sort, whether it's iMessage, WhatsApp, Skype. Um... What have you? It's got a job if you're around later. I need you to go to go to the archive page for Megamillion. Download show number sixteen. I aired on server two at five tonight. Alright. I will look at that message a little bit later. And so that's that's uh Another one. The third one is parents can turn on or off the notification of whether they get uh, notified of the sending of pictures by their 12-year-old or younger. Most companies who store files on the internet have some sort of this enabled on their Platforms to discourage child exploitation. There's more. You can read all available articles and let's discuss. Okay? Let's discuss it. It was discussed on the security box email list which you can subscribe to by sending a blank email to the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com that is the security box at 986themix.com uh, the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com and uh Confirm your subscription and you'll be put right on the list. I'm surprised our main staple hasn't called in to say anything. Because, uh, 
This is definitely, I think, something that we need to know about. And uh, all comments are definitely welcome. So I'll pause a moment and uh, allow anyone to call in that might want to call in. I'm actually surprised the phone lines aren't ringing. 818-921-4976 is my number here at the studio. This is like the biggest topic that, that could be controversial. I mean, we're talking about something that's already being done, but yet people are all at arms about what is going on at Apple and they're saying it's a big problem I don't uh, find it to be a big problem I think it's something that Apple needs to do because while it is uh, a backup tool um, they uh, they are realizing or maybe they've been told I mean we don't really know the entire story of what's going on So, and we know the other companies are doing that without everybody knowing it. So, I'm curious to hear what's the problem. I, I'm, that's why I brought it up. That's why I put the disclaimer. When you listen to the podcast that it may contain adult content because... If people want to call in and talk about it, they can. And it is a very hot topic. So I'd rather prepare listeners for that than not. So... That is 
that. Eight one eight nine two one four nine seven six. Is my number I'm surprised nobody wants to call. By the way, a programming note on the independent channel, we are going to, we have been asked to play a show on server two, and because of that, uh, we are um, going to keep this server connected. It is a show that is to be aired on server two this evening at five o'clock today. So I will be here. So it's simple enough to do. Uh, so we will make sure that that, that gets done. Well, I'm I'm shocked. There are no comments. There, there's nobody calling in to comment on this. I'm shocked. There was quite a bit of discussion on the list. Wow. Okay. Then I guess it's time for news notes. And I put that together in the last couple of days and recorded it this morning. So let's do news notes on the Security Box podcast number 57. The Security Box with Jerry With this edition, August 18th, 2021, the Jared Reimer Network is looking to have Scott Schober on a future program either here on TSB or on my main technology podcast, which went dormant. We are tentative for an upcoming date. 
in the near future, this should get interesting. Courts order handover of breach forensic reports and trend welcomed by consumers, feared by defendants, was read in the past. And this may be a good thing overall. We need to know, ask consumers how companies get breached. And knowing what is found can better help all of us, the business and the consumers it sells and markets to. There was a class action suit of a convenience store chain to deliver a report. The article has all of the details about this and other aspects of this interesting topic I think may help everyone. Brian Krebs has written about a carding shop called Brian's Club. This site used Mr. Krebs's name as part of its advertising. He recently got an email from someone who deposited money so they can gain access to the site in some way. Mr. Krebs goes into detail on how this works. Suffice it to say, this site uses an escrow service, which Mr. Krebs says is dodgy, to say the least. Once the domain expired, says Mr. Krebs, someone bought it up and fished the people who used this site to get stolen credit cards. This has got to be the best story ever that I've read, and you should read this one. This is why it is a good idea not to do what I did and not pay for your domain, even if it says that it is due to expire and the platform has auto-renew turned on. Next time, the article is titled Fishing Sites Targeting Scammers and Thieves. Have fun with this one. I enjoyed it. There are probably people who are first-time visitors to me and the blog. Or maybe it's been such a long time You've probably forgotten about this site we're about to talk about. The article from CyberScoop is titled Four Years After FBI Shut It Down Alphabet Dark Web Marketplace Claims It's Back in Business. I know we've covered this marketplace as it sold probably everything under the sun you can think of. One of the first things you'll find on the new site is source code 
for a hacking tool that steals banking credentials and money from victims. The new administrator, according to the article, is known as the snake. The original person who ran it apparently died while in custody, according to the article. There are lots of links leading to various items in this one. It'll be linked within our show notes. So check it out and see what you think. Tim Starks wrote the article on CyberScoop titled European Police Round Up 23 Suspected Scammers Accused of $1.2 million Fraud which is only another glimpse that this may be a good thing. According to the article, none of the companies that they stole from was located in the United States or the U.S. presence was not touched. According to one paragraph, it says, quote, the scheme relied on use of compromised email accounts for advanced payment fraud, Europol said. The suspects created fake emails and websites that resembled those of legitimate companies to trick victims into placing orders with them. They then laundered financial data through Romanian bank accounts to ultimately withdraw money from ATMs. End quote. Like other criminal enterprises, this group also took advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic by selling protective gear and other supplies we need to survive this trying time. There are links to things like BEC compromises and the rise of them and other things that may be of interest to you. Since we're on the topic of arrests, I Mars will cover this article titled Two Members of QQAAZZ which laundered funds from cybercrime pled guilty which was written by Cyberscoop. They laundered money from US victims to add insult to injury. The two members in this story are Arturs Z-A-H-A-R-E-V-I-C-S and A-L-E-K-S-E-J-S T-R-O-F-I-M-O-V-I-C-S 
and they are only two of many that have been arrested in recent time. I spelled the names to make sure that I didn't butcher them. Tens of millions of funds were apparently laundered, according to the article. There is a supposed rapper who was carrying $20,000 through the airport in Miami, Florida. There are links to things in this one too. So make sure you check it out today. Print Nightmare, the June issue of Microsoft's Problems, as well as some in July, is now in the news as exploits are now out that can cause some damage. Trend Micro has an article titled, Detecting Print Nightmare Exploit Attempts Using Trend Micro Vision 1 and Cloud 1, which I found interesting. Trend Micro is on the leading edge of trying to protect customers from as much trouble as possible. I should evaluate their product and see if it's accessible like it once was. The CVEs in the article are CVE 2021-1675, CVE 2021-34527, and CVE 2021-34481. There are links to these specific CVEs in the article. We want to remind you that this could be exploited on server and workstations while abusing print system remote protocol, MSRPRN, which allows this to misuse the RPC printer driver execution. Lots of links in here, but we better get the information out that an article covers the fact that this is getting exploited. Got your patch on? There's complete timeline information available in the article which you should read as well. Finally, probably in the not surprising department, I must tell everyone that they must be sitting down for this one. We know that actors will stop at nothing to get their wares out on the internet. While some actors have pledged not to attack certain places like hospitals, educational institutions, and government. The article which is ending this news notes this week is titled Hospitals Hamstrung by Ransomware are turning away patients and comes from Ars Technica. Michael in Tennessee sent this along. It talks about several hospitals in Virginia 
and Ohio that have turned away patients because they can't provide the necessary care that is so critical to some patients that either aren't at fault or something happened that they need the care and necessary surgeries. It even has gotten so bad, but the article indicates that emergency surgeries have even been canceled because of the fact that ransomware took out the network at the facility they were at. The industry is sick and tired of this behavior, and we need to send a strong message that this isn't tolerated. Actors hear us, say they won't, but do anyway. It's time for the actors to get gainful employment, where their skills can be used for good in this world. It isn't the hospital's fault that they're getting hit, although they do run outdated software because they don't have the budget to try and keep it all operating and up to date. Hospitals are 24-hour services with really no time to bring down large networks like them for long periods of time, and I get it. There are links within the story to various things, and the articles in our show notes, as all articles are, that we've talked about on every program. Have something for news notes? Feel free to get in touch. The boards await you, and so does the comment lines. This completes news notes. I'm Jerry Reimer, the security box. There has to be comments on this. <clears throat> well, I do some checking at something, although I did get some clarification. It is five o'clock this evening. I'll be running this program. It is close to four hours long. So, uh, wow. So, uh, that's that. Oh, it's a two-day-a-week program, by the looks. Okay. So it's re-aired. Okay. I'm just doing some checking for my own knowledge here about something that we're going to be running on server 2 as well. I will play it on this channel just so that it's 
easier to keep everything <coughs> everything up. <coughs> We're good. What really interested me was this whole hospital problem. How do we solve this hospital problem? I think that's the biggest thing. And it, it, go, it makes me go back to comments aired earlier today. Right? How are, you know, how are we solving anything? When, uh, you know, your people decide to put out information, right? And the hospitals get breached because there is weaknesses in software, the databases are pilfered, and everything else. But yet, as I wrote, you know, hospitals are, are 24 hour a day networks. You know, they must be up. There's always people coming in. And you know what irritated me about that? They canceled emergency surgeries because of a ransomware attack and turned ambulances away. Told them to go elsewhere with these patients. I mean, it is... It is a bad deal. Folks, you can't take down uh, uh, hospital networks. They're large. The hospital I was volunteering at is six floors. But uh, the network that was recently taken down, you know, could cover several campuses now, I don't know what the solution is but we haven't found it The other thing that I'm really worried about is the Alpha Bay. They've been known to cover a lot of stuff. The security box, you are live on the air. At least I th think you are. Never mind, I'll tell you later. Um... But, All right, now you're um, live. Go ahead. I thought you were, but you're now on. Go ahead, please. This thing about hospitals, you know, ransom, ransom people attacking hospitals. What the fuck? I mean, don't they? to even think that perhaps they themselves may need a hospital at some point come on now all of us get sick 
some of us get hospitalized for other for various reasons. It's not always a physical ailment, but I mean, the worst thing you can do is shut down a hospital, especially since we're all at risk of needing them from one second to the next, one minute to the next. What the fuck? I mean, I I I get it. They're easy targets because they're twenty four hours. They run 24 hours, so when the hell are they going to run backups and updates when people are still coming in and emergencies are occurring and all of that? I get that. But what I don't understand is why these motherfuckers decide to even attack them in the first place. They, they attack them for the data. It's all about the data and, and getting as much data out there to be sold as humanly oh, yeah, possible. You selfish little bastard. Not you. The fucking idiots. They're selfish but remember, little bastards who don't even think about themselves when they do that. But remember. Because, um, uh, remember, perhaps the hospital they're attacking is the local one, and within days of them doing that, they decide, oh, I need some help because I don't feel good. And I need to call 911, right? So what are they going to do? Go to the hospital they victimize and keep their mouth shut? Depending on if they're even able to speak? I mean, people aren't even talk- thinking about themselves when they rant from other places. They think all they do is affect other people? No. Hopefully but- they to themselves don't need assistance during the time of them taking ransom to hospitals especially. Uh, but what if they are in need of assistance and they themselves are turned away because the ransomware they launched two days ago is still being dealt with? Come on now. But remember, we covered... You all have brains. You all need to use them. And we covered, I think, an article some time ago on this very program where they published on in an article... We will not attack these, these. Yeah, well, they lie just like Satan. Of course, that's and remember, they and lie who said just like the devil? I'm sorry, but he lies, and so the fuck do they? I do not trust them. And who said when when it hits the news and they say, "Oh, we're not going to do this," and then they turn around and do it? And who said what the fuck? And I, it was probably somewhere in the twenties. And who was the one that when we when we were talking about it, who was the one that called bullshit? Wait a minute, did I? I did not do that, did I? I did. And <laughs> and the whole security I community I mean, called I remember, bullshit. I remember the I remember the conversation, but I don't remember any of us calling it bullshit. And especially, not I know I would never. And if I did, well, I have to apologize now. But <clears throat> I called bullshit. I said I I think I said back then. You know, you all said you weren't going to do this at the beginning of the pandemic. Because we were all affected, including yourself. And then we started and getting don't tell articles. Me, and, 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 and don't fucking tell me that these ransom writers are not affected by 
by by by what's going on because most of everybody has been in some way at least indirectly affected by this fucking shit meaning the pandemic and no it's not shit it is a serious let me clarify it is a serious health emergency that we are all going through as a the world as a whole i am not trying to downplay that okay what i am pissed about is that these ransom motherfuckers don't even take a few minutes to think about how them ransoming hospital networks may affect themselves should they themselves need emergency care come on now it's one thing that you don't give a fuck about other people and it's really sad when you don't give a fuck even about yourself come on now I'm sorry I walked in in the middle of this and then as soon as you said something about fucking ransomware I had to open my fucking mouth because especially them and hospitals because that's everybody's life lifeline <clears throat> excuse me you all can 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 ransom any other corporation you damn well please you will get the same sensitive information for whoever your victims are intended to be but as soon as you mess with hospitals oh shit I really hope you motherfuckers spend a shitload of time locked up where you all belong learning about the severity and, 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 and the gravity of what you're doing that is not only affecting everyone else but it could turn around bite you in the ass and affect your own medical medical care that you need so I'm sorry but I had to say something that's what the phone lines are open for. I didn't hear the whole thing, so excuse me if this makes no fucking sense to nobody. But I had to say something as soon as you opened your mouth and said the word hospital. I did. Because I opened they are up not, and, and they, 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 they are not supposed to turn anyone away. And the fact that they're turning away fucking motherfuckers and everybody else. And no, not everyone is a motherfucker. When I say that, I mean the people responsible for ransoming in the first place and causing even more grief than COVID. So don't everybody get all up in arms and, oh, screw this shit. These people don't have any respect. They call us all. No, I'm talking about the, the criminals who, who add another stress on top of COVID uh, to all different kinds of databases and 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 what have you I'm not talking about the normal person I'm talking about the idiots who think it's so smart to paralyze a demographic and a a a an avenue of which a lot of people live you have to leave the fucking hospitals alone. If you don't, your own care could be at, in danger. And who the fuck are you going to blame then? What, then, when you know that this whole thing is 
in some way your fault. Come on. Am I preaching to the choir today? Okay, I, 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 I think I, I have made my point. I will let you proceed now. Quit messing with our medical hospitals. Yep. Everybody have a nice day. Yep. Bye. Eight, bye. 818-921-4976. There's one item that I did not cover that I realized that I wanted to cover. But with everything going on, there is actually an update to an article. And you think, you think we've got problems with the hospitals. We've got another T-Mobile breach. There are two articles on Krebs on Security. One I sent to the list already, which I meant to write up. And it looks like Brian Krebs put out yet another article talking about it. So whether we're dealing with breaches, ransomware, the whole bit we've got problems. Ladies and gentlemen, now the program itself is going to be available as a podcast, and we'll make sure to get it out, and we'll make sure to get it rebroadcasted, but it won't be today due to the re-airing of Sunday's program. So, we will get this program Re-aired. And that way people who have missed it can go ahead and comment on what they would like. And by the way, <coughs> um, if, you would, if you don't have WhatsApp and you would like to leave voice comments, you may call the comment line at 20... Uh, I'm sorry, 602-887-5198. I haven't given out that number. I don't see hardly anybody utilizing it. and um, But I do want to make it known that you can uh, utilize that if you don't have other means to, to send a, a uh, an audio message you want aired. So, yeah, we've got a lot going on. Uh, there's definitely a lot going on. All right. Um, What else? I think that's it. Um, I guess I could, you know, go through news notes and, and rehash things, but 
Um, I won't. Um, the program will be made available later on. But I will allow people to call in and um, say something in regards to anything in the security landscape that they've read that I did not cover that they would like to cover. My number is 818-921-4976. And this time I actually made sure I pressed the right button so that uh, we get the entire call. It was my my uh, doing uh, last call. So, if you have read anything that you would like us to talk about that I did not cover now is your time to uh, say something <clears throat> and uh, we'll uh, bring you right on air 818-921-4976 I'll give you a couple of minutes <clears throat> so you can decide if you want to comment on anything that you've read even if I've read it, but I didn't cover it. Let's see what's on your mind in the security landscape. Anybody wanting to uh, comment on anything they've read that I didn't talk about? Nothing? Seriously? Okay. You can do that at any time. You can make it a... Uh, Things to ponder segment if you'd like. And we can definitely air something in the future too. So it doesn't have to be today. <clears throat> Let's uh, go ahead and wrap up this program then.
and call it a show. Because I've covered all three programs, all three topics today. And, uh, we'll, uh, see how it goes. Here's John Swift and Moonstone for the 2014 album Travelogue from Magnitude, and we'll play our, our, uh, ending track and call it a show you're always welcome to contact me at any time in regards to anything on the uh, podcast even if it's an older podcast we'd like to hear what you have to say I'm Jared Reimer thanks for listening goodbye everybody
Another one bust the dust, hey, hey! Another one bust the dust, hey! 